All right. In theory, everything is connected properly. Everything is attuned. Everything is organized. The button has been pressed, and also that button over there, but not that button. I don't quite know what that button does, and I'm kind of afraid to press it. Oh, oh, oh! Don't worry, that one just makes coffee. Oh, I'm going to press that right now. Server offline. What? Why does it say server offline? It didn't Did you, did you plug it, the server it, into the same circuit as the coffee machine? No. Maybe. Eo just didn't say where it made the coffee. Internet traffic has never tasted so good. <laughs> Hello, and welcome to Pack Tactics Season 3, Kobolds in Space. This is a slow-roasted D&D game. <laughs> Do you already have inspiration? Because I feel like you already have inspiration. Uh, I have a lot of inspiration. <laughs> this is a 5th edition homebrew Dungeons & Dragons campaign with a smattering of Spelljammer and a whole bunch of other random goodness... And all kobolds, all the time. I am Crash, I will be your DM for the evening. And tonight I am joined by a bunch of fantastic people, including Chris, Ellie, Eo, Cindy, Archbeth is hanging out in chat. And, um... Cliff's Notes version. What happened last time? We beat some giants up, we saved some kobolds, and Sniv told us to build a Megazord. Those were his exact words. Those were not Sniv's exact words. Matter of fact, at no point has any character controlled by me uttered the word Zord preceded by the word Mega. You were, were, however... The actual phrasing was, you should create a Mega, and I cannot stress this enough, Zord. This is also untrue. (laughs) However, the players are very adamant about building giant robots, and the DM is here for this content. So we are creating, uh, shall we say, non-copyright or trademark infringing giant robots. An ultra's rod. Well, things are in progress. There's been a bit of a time skip. It's been a few days. Uh, There have been multiple trips down to the surface to do more mining of that adamantine... Um, not dirigible. There was a worry previously that a certain adamantine dirigible piloted by a very specific gnomish bard might have crashed and that was being mined. No, this was a meteor that that struck. Well, that's been progressively harvested and brought up to the moon. Various crews have gone down to do that. Various combat-ready kobolds of varying levels, went down to help protect those that were bringing things up. There may have been some sign of the giants that got away last time, but it was a small cloud in the distance that might have had a structure on top, or maybe the looking glass that was being used was smudged a little bit. By the time they went and cleaned it and looked back again, it was gone. Uh, So... That's been free of combat. There have been some skirmishes between the Cobalts and the Cloud Giants that are on the moon with the Cobalts, but they're more along the lines of when it happens, it's a way of saying, oh, by the way, yeah, we're still here. The, the Cloud Giants have not tried to attack the Cobalts en masse again, and vice versa is also the case where the Cloud Giants are at this point sufficiently entrenched enough that a full-on assault of Cobalts might not get through the defensive lines, to be very honest. But in the end, our new spaceship 
is going to taste better than the old one because of what it's made from what it's made from is a little meatier. (sighs) Just just soak in the pun. Let it marinate. (laughs) Took you a second. Enjoy the fine, the fine perfection of this medium to rare pun (laughs) that has been provided to us on a silver plate. Eo's reaction was funnier than the pun because the pun was not funny. I, I, I like to think that pun was very well done. Thank you. Oh, you're the worst. <laughs> you are all my friends, and I cherish every moment we get to hang out together. I'm the worst. Yep. I never saw such a joke. Oh, I hate you sometimes. <laughs> this is my hell. This is my personal hell. <sighs> and. Whether or not you take credit for that pun, you retroactively have to take credit for that pun, Chris. <laughs> one of us, one of us. We accept him, one of us. All right. So there has been a smattering of Cobalt engineers, Chroma included, that have been working on giant robot plans. And a bunch of you have ideas that you shared with me for robot appearances and color schemes and abilities and we've been doing that behind the scenes and i'm not ready to give the big reveals for what each robot's going to include but at this point you do sorry they are big reveals they are quite big reveals matter of fact one could argue they are huge reveals because each one of them is that's their size class yes that is their size class which is several size classes taller than most cobalts gox notwithstanding just because you yeah know, we're i mean where gox is standing nothing is huge anymore because gox has been polymorphed into a gold dragon but that was season right. two never mind about that never mind never mind never mind moving forward uh so you have right now there is the shell of a giant robot that doesn't really have all the bits and bobs put onto it yet there's parts that are holes in the armor where you can see through uh some parts are being controlled by some prototype musculature of some material that is magically enchanted where when it's given the right signal, it contracts sharply. Hmm. Wonder where that came from. Wonder who gave that to somebody and said we might be able to reverse engineer this. Uh, well, that's being put to good use. Um, the issue that's coming up is power. Because most ships that you've been using are powered by a helm, which is fantastic if you have the spell slots that you're willing to use up. Maybe don't have Kendricks the Wizard sit in a helm if you want Kendricks the Wizard to be incredibly useful in a fight afterwards. Please. <laughs> I mean, you could do it in a pinch. Might not appreciate the experience. And also, and also, maybe don't put me in a helm if you want me to be very useful afterward. <laughs> yeah, oh like, goodness. we're the worst people to put in helms. <laughs> well, there's also Zax, who would have no problem singing in a helm, but Zax has never eaten enough bacon to get a spell slot. They were so told that's how barbarians re- restore their spell slots, but you have to earn them first. Who told them that? Gox. <laughs> I the think we know that. Of course, it was Gox. <laughs> I'm. Um, I have two things to say. Uh, first, Crash, would you remind me that I'd like to talk to you later about something? Remember uh, that you want to talk to me about something later involving true polymorph. 
I'll remember. Oh. I'll know what it was. Okay. And second, and hang on just a second. Ooh, my insight's pretty good. Dirty twenty on an insight check. Uh, so I see. Um, since these helms don't have to, since these, I'm not going to call them helms, but since only one of these robots needs to navigate the phlogistone, could we power them with spell gems? As luck would have it, something similar has been considered. Now, Chroma, when you were uh-huh. attempting to repair the stone defender that JR found in that cave, you happened to find inside of it what was essentially an egg with an arc light phoenix inside yeah. of it that you have decided to call your child. Yeah, that was a thing. Yes, this is a um, thing that is canon. This campaign gets weirder and weirder. <laughs> it's an all quibbled campaign. <laughs> I'm actually still trying to remember what happened. Oh, no. You have it. It's still in egg form. You just keep it away from spell casting so it doesn't hatch again. Because hatching is bad. Uh, Wait, so does that keep it, that mean keep it away from yourself? Uh, <laughs> I'm going I'm to argue. Sure I have it. I'm going to argue, and this might require a retcon, but the retcon is happening, that in order to keep it away from spell casting, you are keeping it in your lab. Because you go around casting spells. That's valid. So it is not scattered across the astral plane with the rest of your belongings that were in your bag of holding. Thank goodness. Oh, that would have been terrible. Yeah, I played Bomb Squad. I thought it was a bomb. I put my bag of holding over it. And it turns out it was an extra planar perfume device. So everyone took a trip to the astral plane because uh, Chroma got blessed. It's okay, you got to meet a god. That did happen. We did meet a god. Yes. Agma, moving forward. The thing is, that Arclight Phoenix inside of its egg was the power source for the Stone Defender. Now, I imagine you're not about to take your child and have them power a giant robot. No. However, the idea of having something inside a device that could be used as a power source is now an idea. It's now something that is known as possible. So some of the artificers have been experimenting with summoning elementals and keeping them in a device that can then be used to power things. Uh, The base elementals aren't really considered to be sapient beings. They're more elemental forces than anything else, even if there is some kind of intelligence in them. And destroying them just sends them back to their elemental plane anyway. Uh So a prototype has been created, and today is the day where it's being installed inside the prototype robot that is also mostly done if you squint a little bit and the lights are dim and you don't have dark vision it's a prototype yes exactly it's it's how you figure out what works and doesn't work right and and one could argue this is also why like every limb of this robot has been painted a different color scheme 
Yep. And also some of the stuff that Kendricks wanted in his giant robot is on there, but also some of the stuff that Neri wanted in her giant robot is also there. And uh, who, wait, who asked for that part? That's, uh, that's an octopus beak that no one asked for that. Huh? I just thought it was cool. Oh, well, <laughs> well put it on the potential list. Okay. Also, we don't, we're not quite sure why the octopus beak is not on the robot's head, but I couldn't reach that high and small was borrowing the ladder. I guess it has a really biting knee. JR pats that kobold on the head and says, you did a good job. Give me a second here. And no one believes that JR is being honest because that's a seven on deception check. Actually, I'm going to make another roll for a kobold. I'm also going to make an insight check. Oh, that's a 10. (laughs) Oh, the kobold definitely knows. I rolled a 17 for the kobold. They kind of half smile and then go back to work. I only anyway. just know that JR was, was like, I rolled an E. Anyway, who wants to try installing a power source? Me! I okay. would like to give that a go. What was that? Sure, you can help. Yeah. Okay, well then make I would a... very much like to let Kindrex and Chroma install the power source. From a safe distance, I'm sure. Yes. I will also be observing from a safe distance because... My character doesn't know much about Arcane. You're providing moral support. It's fine. Let the magic users do this. (laughs) I am guessing this will be investigation. And rolled an advantage because you have help. I have help. Okay. Yay, I'm helping. A 23. I'm going to roll again just in case it's (laughs) better. That's not better. (laughs) (laughs) What I love is... You rolled a 23 and then decided to roll to see if you could do better. You know, if you right-click on it, there's an advantage-disadvantage option. Unfortunately, I cannot right-click on my phone. If you hold down on it, that option will come up. Oh, okay. I honestly and forget. And also, so weird to see you rolling on D&D Beyond. <laughs> yeah, D one C three is not my friend. D1C3 is so not my friend. On Sunday, I got recruited on short notice into an actual Star Wars game, and the very first time there were red dice, guess what happened? All the red dice. Oh, no. (laughs) Don't despair, don't despair, don't despair, I said, and then there was despair. Shall we yeet D1C3 out the airlock? It's no, we might a need droid. It. it would survive. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no whammies, no whammies, no whammies. Cut to. Oh, I've never oh, seen whammy. every whammy on the board light up. <laughs> <laughs> the power source goes in like it was made to fit in that spot, which is good because it was made to fit in that spot, but there's always some room for error when you're figuring out the tolerances. And mm-hmm. apparently in the process of designing this thing, there was a lot of RGB lights installed. Just Neat! Just saying, you got a, a glowy rainbow all nice. around you. And you hear the sound of various motors starting to rev up and things starting to charge. <laughs> this is if, always if so exciting! If Cobalt had hair, it'd be standing on end. 
because of how much energy is pulsing through this thing that you're currently kind of sitting on top of. Isn't this really exciting? Yeah. And then it stands up. Make a dexterity save. What? No. <laughs> Seven. Twelve. <laughs> okay, well, if it stood up and it's 15 foot tall, then that would be 2d6. Um, hold on, hold on, hold on. Do I have, do I, did I have Featherfall prepared? I did not. I also failed on that regard. <laughs> well, it is six points of falling damage that you take. Whoops! Is... I don't suppose I have any way to mitigate that. Two kobolds bring a trampoline over at the last moment and hold it over top of where Kendricks and Chroma landed. We got you, we got you! I am assuming we need to go back over there. I got it. I don't got it. Look, I'm just saying, if you didn't order a trampoline, why'd you wait until I set it up? I'm assuming we need to go back up there. (laughs) I'm afraid the best I can do is cast Prestidigitation to get the dust off you. It's okay, I can do that. I hold on to Chroma and Dimension Doors back up. (laughs) Oh! Okay, you are now on top of a 15-foot-tall robot that's made to look like a wide variety of things. Alright, what's next? All at once! It holds up an arm, and the mechanical hand on the end of it slides into the forearm, and a ballista bolt shoots out at a control panel over to the side. Oh! Sparks fly everywhere. no, 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 no. It's got a Mega Man blaster arm. Yeah, it does. (laughs) Bad, bad robot. Let me get inside you. Roll for initiative. Oh no! Is that including the two of us? Everyone here, roll for initiative. Well, I'm going to five. Well, Ellie, jeez. (laughs) Neri has a thirty for initiative. (laughs) Unsurprising from the weather, the (laughs) twelve. Well, that was a nat 20. A plus 10. Jeez. Kendrick's got a 12. I uh, I did not mean to, did to so dramatically overshadow everybody else. Also, it's I apologize okay. for we'll, using up one of the 20s. We'll have, for a ranger, I'm not sure. We'll have a nice coffee break partway through while we wait for everyone else to join us. <laughs> so no, she got a 5. Uh, let's see. Oh, that's right. Jen isn't here this evening, so Zax is not being played, and that's blank. I was like, but I don't have all the kobolds. Where are they in this? Oh, that kobold is in Yeah, there. Yeah, Jen is, uh, Jen is dealing with dentistry issues. Which turned out okay, but yeah. visiting oh, the dentist absolutely. is never the best of times. And I remembered to press auto-roll this time for the enemies. Oh, you. Yay! Um, so, first up is... Well, now, let me know if you're surprised by this. Neary. I'm shocked. Okay, so what's actually happening? What do I see? Uh, you see two of your friends on top of a giant robot that just ballista bolted a control panel that um had a lot of cables going into the giant robot. Apparently, they were to remotely control the giant robot. So my interpretation of this is that the giant robot is attacking us. It's quite Let's possible. Fly. What did Chroma just say? Looks like... I probably should have waited to, before Dimension Doring us on top of this thing. No, th- no, this is fine. <laughs> this is fine, okay. I am going to start out by using my uh, bow to cast Hunter's Mark on the giant robot. There is just the, the bottom part of a giant red arrow poking through the ceiling 
above the giant robot's head. The rest of it is sticking up <laughs> through the surface of the moon. There's some kobolds up there uh, that are just looking at it going, what? I am going to do multiple attacks, but I'm going to wait for the first one to resolve before I uh, do any of the others. Is that okay? That's fine. And I will tell you that because you were there for at least a lot of the construction of this, you know that it is, in fact, immune to poison and psychic damage, just as a heads okay. up. That's useful to know. Yes. Um, I am going to roll a plus nine, and it's going to look like I'm attacking with my dagger, but I'm not. Nier reloads a dagger into her bow. Uh, 25. Will that hit? Very much so. Okay. If it was fully built, it would have had an AC of 20, but it's missing large chunks of armor. So it's a little bit lower than that. Gotcha. Um, that means I have at least three more AC than it does. Yes, it has not yet reached the point where its AC is yes. (laughs) So 5 plus 8 plus 10 is 13, 23 damage. And now I can do the rest of my attacks. Okay. Again, these are going to look like dagger attacks. It's because you are using a certain ability that changes your modifier to hit, and it just happens that you have a dagger that has the same modifier. Exactly. I remembered it. Uh, Dirty 20, 16, and dirty 20. The two 20s hit, the 16 misses. Okay. Valuable information. Um, Two, three, four. So that's 14 plus 16 is 30 plus 20 is 50. 50 points of damage? Points of damage. Okay. Roll a d10 for me. Roll a d10, okay. Oh! That is a one. She didn't specify where she was heading. Exactly. I love how we both clicked at the same time there. (laughs) (laughs) Well, with a one, you have some sparks shoot out near the neck where an arrow went in, and a lot of vapor comes out of that spot, and you have clearly disabled something. Neat. Yes. Uh, And I'm not using Arcane Shot this round. Okay. Uh, And that's a bonus action and an action, so I'm done. All right. It is the giant robot's turn. Uh, It cannot use its breath weapon because someone disabled it. Oh, good. I supercharged his breath weapon. Well, I did something wrong. (laughs) It was going to get to use it every turn with its attacks, but no. I mean, to be fair, there are people (laughs) sitting on it. This is true. Why would you not be sitting in it? Why would you not be with this? (laughs) Okay, it is going to attempt to shoot Neri. And that is a dirty 20. I was going to say it's got to be the 19. Um, as a reaction, I would like to use my... Where is it? Where is it? Where is it? Where is it? Uh, use my chronal shift. It has to re-roll and it has to use this, the new result. Crash that is also a 30-20. Oh, damn it. <laughs> uh, so that, and there was a pretty good chance that it would have succeeded. But unfortunately, in this case, it did not. So that's going to be 16 points of ballista bolt damage to a Neary. Uh, say the digits out loud, please. 16, one six. Okay, thank you. If I was not using average damage, it would be 3d10. And it's now going to do its second attack. It's going to try to... You know, some people have a chip on their shoulder. In this case, it has a chroma. All right. <laughs> uh, that is a 23. Oh, sorry, 25. That's 25. Oh, I cast shield. 
Okay. It attempts to smack you with its hand, the same and, way that one would smack a, a um, mosquito. And Chroma holds up her shield, and an energy shield comes out of her shield and stops it. Okay. The shoulder armor that you are standing on top of has dented in from the force of the blow. Imagine, if you will, you were a nail. <laughs> but you're not embedded in the armor. You still have freedom of movement. So that's not a thing. I'm not going to be that mean. Thank you for thank you for clarifying on the damage, by the way. I, I heard Ballista Bolt and, frankly, 60-6-0 was a valid response in my mind. <laughs> yeah. Chroma. Third level Scorching Ray. And I definitely have pack tactics right now. There is definitely an ally within five feet of it. Oh, shoot. I forgot about pack tactics. Yeah, I think we all did. It's the name of the show, and we always Why forget. Why is holding this not giving me the option to set advantage? It might be a little weird. I know it's weird on the phones. Well, it's we can still roll twice, so. Light up. Okay, I apologize for the fact that I'm about to flood the chat um no apology necessary the 16 would be a miss the 22 hits okay so the first one's a hit second one appears oh. to have a been 19 a hits. Hit. oh no the second one's not a 19 the second one's the one i rolled before the 19 because that was higher okay but it doesn't matter if a 19 hits um yeah. third one that's a 25, a 25 fourth one uh, what's that? Oh, that's a nat 20! Oh, yeah. so listen carefully. I need you to roll all of the dice that D&D Beyond will let you roll. It's a lot of dice. I've tried it. Um, <laughs> it looks like because I critted, it automatically did a thing, but I also have to do another thing because I'm doubling the dice of shooting with my thingy. My arcane firearm because I've, it's applied to the crit and um, so let's yeah. resolve the quit the I, the quit yeah let let <laughs> let's let's resolve the alt f four no let let's resolve the crit first and then worry about yeah. the other rays so it's going to be um four d six plus let me find my equipment <laughs> plus two d eight. Um, I can... How do I roll more than one die at once in the... So, what you can't... Oh, I don't know about it on the phone. I don't know the phone UI. Ugh. Uh, are you using the app or the website on the phone? Website. Oh, I don't know how that works. Okay, um... Did I just click something accidentally um, that I, I should not have clicked? Okay, anyway. Anyway, iPhone anyway. Or Apple? To roll multiple dice on the website, there should be a little D20 icon in the lower left-hand corner. You just click oh. that and keep clicking however many oh, dice that. you want and then hit roll. Oh, yeah. Keep okay, that. okay, okay. I, I'm counting this up. I think they all hit in one crit, so that was four rays, so that's going to be 10 D6. Oof. And 8 I think those are the D8. And uh, hey, I clicked roll. Let me roll. Wow, that's a lot of roll. Forty-two fire damage. <laughs> Every now and then, I forget your level eleven, <laughs> and then I'm reminded. Okay, so Chroma, roll me a d10. 
All right. I think that's the D10. Yeah, that's the D10. Four. Okay. You have disabled something else, and as an artificer, I'll let you roll um, an investigation check to see if you recognize what what you just broke. Fourteen. I'm a little distracted. Yeah, but you're also in very close proximity, and you were helping to build this thing, so you're pretty sure it's not going to be able to fly away at this point. Oh, that's also, good. Also, you remember how tedious it was to get this thing to be able to fly, so you're, you're going to have to repair that. Oh, not good! Yeah, that scorching rate, that just melted a few things that were kind of crucial. Uh, oh. They were finely detailed circuitry, and the wires of the circuitry are now a small puddle that's currently dripping. Let's just say good in the immediate, bad in the long term. <laughs> yeah. I am going to have to do redo so much work. That's See a problem for did? that's a problem for future chroma. Somebody yeah, take power supply out. Um well if you can stop the robot from moving around, that's definitely something you can attempt. Oh, I can do that. Kendrix. Um if that's the plan, um I will use momentary stasis. It needs to make a con save. Or have what happen? To be trapped in a magical energy field and unable to move and be incapacitated. So if it makes the con save, it's trapped in a magical energy field. No, if it doesn't make the con save, it's trapped in a magical energy field. Would that be considered paralyzed? Uh, Incapacitated and has a zero zero speed. That's fascinating, because... Of its condition immunities, incapacitated is not one of them, but paralyzed and petrified are. Hmm. Mm. Anyway, here comes the con save. It does not make the con save. <laughs> it has a con bonus, but I just rolled a three. <laughs> it doesn't have so, that good a con bonus. When, when, that su- when that succeeds, I will just shout, don't hit this thing! Because if you hit it, it'll break, the, it'll break it. <laughs> and take out the power source. <laughs> okay. We have one round. Next up is Cogbucket. Cogbucket is at this thing's feet, mace held high, ready to strike, and they just look up at Kendricks and go, are you sure? Yes, very sure. Power source, it's in there. Bucky, do it. Take out the power source, please. There's essentially a giant, there's essentially a giant purple field around it, just keeping it still. And if anyone hits it, it's going to (laughs) stop. Okay. I mean, I've got arrows knocked, but... Disconnect the green wire and the purple wire and the red latch. Okay. Cogbucket climbs up the robot. So the robot climbs the robot. Apparently that uh, octopus beak was at just the right height for JR to use that as a leg up. So it works out for the best. That one kobold that put that there is like, I helped! You did! See, I told you! (laughs) Good job! Okay, and JR is going to attempt to disconnect the power source. So that would be... Can JR have have advantage because Chroma just told him exactly what to do? I'm going to say sure. Somebody has advantage. (laughs) Hey, that's a dirty 20! Cool, I don't even need to use Flash of Genius to help. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, Inspiration, because the other roll was a four. (laughs) Not, Not Inspiration, but Assistance. Um... So JR pulls out the thingy, for want of a better word, that has the elemental trapped inside of it, and holds it up and says, Is this it? Yes! Yes, it is! Good job, JR. I Excellent help. job! 
All right, and they go to climb back down again, and now I get to roll a dexterity check. Because the robot keeps attacking. Well, no, the robot's power source has been removed, so it cannot keep attacking. However, JR is trying to climb with one limb currently occupied by holding what's essentially a fire elemental prison. And no, I don't want information about dexterity. I want to roll dexterity. That's a different part that I click. Oh, wow, that dice had some spin to it. Okay, a 17. JR successfully climbs down without dropping the thing and releasing the fire elemental. So JR's just there holding it and for some reason decides to hold it up and go, Kali Ma, Kali Ma. This is not true. That does not happen. It does not melt. <laughs> okay, so before we do that again, is it possible to make this thing not want to murder us? Probably. There's a switch on the back that says evil and good, and somebody flipped it the wrong way. I, I believe it's just a case of making sure it's aware that we're its allies. But it comes with a free Froger. That's good. The Froger is also cursed. Oh, no, the Froger is, the Froger is made with potassium benzoate. Is potassium benzoate a curse? Can I go home now? <laughs> Every now and then, there's a conversation where I, f- like, usually when I'm editing these, I use truncate silence and audacity to just remove all the spots where we're looking up a rule or rolling a die or something. Uh, still including the numbers, but the pauses. And every now and then, we have a conversation where there's a spot where I need to add the pause back in. And I think we just <laughs> had one of those. Because it'll land so much better with the long pause. Right. So now that we've disabled the robot, uh, why don't we take a five-minute break? You know what? Well, we haven't been playing for a full hour, but we've been hanging around for a while before we started recording. So sure, let's take a short break. We'll be right back after these messages, which aren't actually messages because all the music is instrumental. I could read some messages if you want. Chroma pulls out her phone and starts reading random text messages that were sent. (laughs) Does, Does Chroma know Dimension Door? Chroma can't know Dimension Door. Artificers don't get it. That's fine. I use arcane ambience. You know Dimension Door for an hour. Just in case you need it. No, that's not what Neri sounds like any these days. And we're live. Also, it occurs to Hi, me. Everybody. It occurs to me that if one of your characters did actually sound like Toad, Zenosha might be interested in investigating more. <laughs> <laughs> just, just throwing that out there. Speaking of throwing that out there, Jr. is currently holding a device that has a fire elemental trapped inside. Two of you are standing on top of a disabled giant robot with a force shield around it. Neri is still there with an arrow locked and loaded, so to speak. And everyone else in this hangar bay is just standing there with their mouth hanging open. Oh, I should jump down. Yeah, but we should wait for Zenosha to do something. We should? (laughs) Well, if we were still in initiative, yeah. (laughs) But initiative ended when you disabled the giant robot. Oh, so we should jump down. Yeah, probably. Oh, wait, no, we should use your thingy so that we don't take 2d6 damage. 
Well, uh, yeah, have at it. And Chroma uses the thingy that Kendrick gave her. Specifically, the little marble that um, dimension doors. All right. As you dimension door down to the ground, the two kobolds that ran over with the trampoline just sort of like kick pebbles on the ground and look all sad. I can't believe we brought this trampoline over for nothing. It's okay. I probably shouldn't go on a trampoline in half plate anyway, especially since I'm in half plate that has a jetpack attached and a bunch of other things attached and, um... No, Are you I'm kidding? Like you could probably hit the in. ceiling if you jumped onto this. Go for it. Go for it. Oh, See, wow. Yeah, I should. Now I'm imagining Chroma jumping into a trampoline and falling and breaking the trampoline and also falling waist deep into the hull plating. And then still somehow not taking damage. Well, yeah, because she can cast shield. <laughs> Accurate. I mean, that's not how shield works, but sure. <laughs> Look, if if we're doing rule of cool, that makes sense. Also, I just realized, I th- is Chroma she? Yeah. Okay. That's what I thought. I just wanted to make sure. Yeah. Zax is they, them. But Zax Chroma is, is they. Chroma yeah. is she. And JR is they. is they. JR is they. Jen is they. I'm she. Chris is he. Cindy's she. And as the I'm DM, I am she. all pronouns. Why did you say that? Almost in your CLN voice. It was very omnipotent, wasn't it? <laughs> well, <laughs> I'm the DM. <laughs> see, like, no, I approve. Yeah. Gender is a spectrum, and I see the rainbow. <laughs> and when we refer to Crash, we use pronouns in Zalgo text. <laughs> oh, please How did don't. You do that with your mouth. <laughs> please don't. <laughs> very carefully. <laughs> When we refer you to you crash, just need just more than one prehensile tongue. When we refer yeah. to Crash, we just scream in terror because DM. Ah. Fair. Anyway. But saying as much will not actually give you inspiration. Anyway, I'm pretty sure Chroma's gender is science. That's fair. So she. Well, Zenosha's going to go around and ask if anyone needs healing. A few kobolds raise their hands. You know for a fact they don't need healing. Uh... Chrome. I, I mean, if they want it, damage in the combat. Um, Kindrax and Chroma obviously did before combat. If they really want healing, I've been trying out uh, new flavors for the jelly I'm using to cast cure wounds right now. Every word of that sentence terrified me. Yeah, suddenly does not need healing quite so much. Zenosha has inspiration. And GR comes over and heals Neri for oh what was that fourteen for? I don't know. Okay. I uh, it said Neri fourteen, so I, I don't know. Uh but I JR I wasn't even on the DTB on website. Move past the weird flavor statement. <laughs> um, do, what? Do we if I don't flavor it, it'll just be gel flavored. Gross. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I know. That's why I'm flavoring it. Do we think the elemental may have been too powerful? Well, it's a really big robot, so we thought you needed a really big elemental. Uh, it perhaps was headstrong. Maybe you'll take pull it on it back a little bit. <laughs> No, 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 we did take it on, and then we turned it off. Accurate. Well, in fairness, 
um, what I did to put a shield around it, I can do that three more times today. So, if needs be, we can do a little testing. Okay. Um, well, I suppose you don't need to know what kind of elemental I put in this then. So I'm, no, I'm, no, 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 we do, we do, we do. It like what fire. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, it was definitely on fire. That is certain. <laughs> it was clearly on fire at the time. <laughs> I'm pretty sure Zeely would have approved. Should we try a different elemental? I think we should not try something that has a mind of its own. Oh, was that an issue? I think yeah, perhaps kind of. was. Hmm. Okay, so summing an Ifrit was a bad idea then. Oh, that's a type Whoa. of... That, that's a type of demon, isn't it? That's a fiend. That's, no, it's that's an elemental. Impre- it's oh. an elemental, but that's impressive. <laughs> it is impressive, but I don't know how to respond to it. <laughs> no, the, the um, character. Well, we have to get it out to respond to it. We'd have to let it say something first. No, 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 no. Let's not do that. Let's do not that. Um. I found how to do it in a book. Do you have a spell gem available? Uh, not anymore. Perhaps we could contact Daldane. It kind of broke. Never saw one break before. Why did it break? Did it break because you summoned an Afrit? Um. More investigation is required. Do you have a spare soul gem? Soul uh, gem? What? Yeah. Oh, I misspoke. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna go now. I think we need a new foreman. <laughs> that wasn't the foreman. Oh, who's the foreman? Uh, I thought you were. Oh wait, am I the foreman? <laughs> we are just chaos incarnate. <laughs> So the cobalt speaking is Sma, one of the cobalts that you did in fact rescue from the surface recently. Um, I guess I might be the foreman. And they they look over at the other engineers that are stationed here and they just say, uh, which of you is the foreman? And like four of them raise their hands. Oh, well I guess there are four of them. (laughs) Okay. New rule. Proma is the foreman. One of the ones that raised their hand just looks down sad and takes their food cart away because they were actually from the cafeteria. <laughs> Chroma is the foreman. Listen to what she says. She's smart. This is a good plan. Nothing can possibly go wrong with this plan. I agree with check. that in several senses, but also feel like I should object. And I'm and not so sure check. why. I feel like I need to roll an insight check on myself. Okay, that's an out-of-context <laughs> quote. <laughs> Chroma, there is literally no kobold alive that's more qualified than you to build a giant robot. Which is terrifying. (laughs) I mean, accurate, but also, I feel like there should be a kobold around who's qualified to tell me when to stop building a giant robot. Okay, how about this? And it is terrifying that that kobold might also be me. (laughs) Well, how about this? How about this? You build the robot, and I'll tell you when to stop. Because oh, at least then idea. you don't have to worry about that part. Excellent! It occurs to me that Doctor Who also needed a companion to travel with the Doctor. To keep him in check. Yeah. To <laughs> tell the Doctor when to stop. Yeah. Except in Chroma's case, it's Wait, less so it's... a morality thing and more a, you did she too much science. Maybe put yeah. some of the science back. So, wait, does that mean that Chroma's the Doctor and Amrose? Possibly. You're also, the Time Wizard! 
You could be Don and Noble if you prefer. You are the Time Wizard! I am literally a Time Wizard. Yeah, you are literally a Time Wizard. And, wait, hold on. If I look up the stats that you have, didn't you decide that your robot would be blue? Yeah. Okay, I'm I'm saying it now. For whatever reason, your your blue T-Rex is bigger on the inside. Oh, that's going to be a problem when we go in the Flagistan. No, it's fine. We'll just send you. We'll we'll figure it out. It's not actually bigger on the inside. It just looks like it. There's a lot of there's a lot of smoke in mirrors. Don't worry about the smoke. It's fine. It's for ambient. It's just that Kendrick's vapes. I would like to point accurate. I would like to point out. I didn't actually mean to make that correlation. That just happened. That was not intended. (laughs) I I like Archbreath's portmanteau, Tardisaurus Rex. But yes, I am literally a, a time wizard in a blue, a blue box. Okay, in, a time wizard in a blue dinosaur, which that particular species of dinosaur did cough up a TARDIS at one point. Accurate. Yep. First episode for Polder. Accurate. And well, my favorite Doctor, and also some of my favorite side characters were in that episode. He had he had angry eyebrows. Yes. And that's when he learned he was Scottish and he could be angry all the time. Accurate. So accurate. <laughs> I, I will definitely let the person who is Scottish and currently broadcasting live from Scotland agree with that. <laughs> oh, no, honestly, it's like I'm Scottish. I'm always angry. But that's the thing. People don't know when I'm actually angry because I'm always angry. I'm Scottish. Oh, it's a good thing Bruce Banner wasn't Scottish. <laughs> oh, yes. But are the Scots Sith? Well, I've never seen a um, Sith wearing uh, a tartan. I mean, you got my attention, but I'm not sure how we got there. I will say yes. <laughs> you know what? That's the, we I'm really biased. I like we started by playing Dungeons and Dragons. I'm not sure what went wrong, or if it was actually something that went wrong. But I'm not cutting this out. I'm leaving all of this in. This is gold. I mean, we're angry and always shouting about freedom. I'm suppose Seth could work. Wait, what? Huh? What? Oh, okay, okay. Scottish people are apparently Sith. Yeah. We're always angry and always shouting about freedom, so go for it. How do you feel about building... Oh, wait, I gave you a moon that is a space station. Mm-hmm. I am part of the problem and the solution. Yep. Well, you know what they say, if you're not part of the solution, you're part of the precipitate. We are also currently building robots to defend the moon base. Um, yes. All we need to yes, do is build are. a giant laser, and we are literally the Sith. Wait, did you say giant I laser? We... <laughs> I mean, I think that's Sniv. I think we already agreed that that's Sniv. Can we be tiny kobold Sith? A kobold wearing a black robe is over in the corner and they just sort of wave timidly. Sniv Palpatine! Sniv Palpatine! <laughs> I'll have you know that I don't tend to wear black. Unlimited. I mean, neither did he in the prequel, oh bet. That's true. Also, when I say do it, people don't react the same way. (laughs) Execute order 67. No, 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 that's... That is the most hilarious one to say because it actually... (laughs) Execute order five. You want a turkey sandwich with fries? Yes, and a Coke. 
to wash it down. I honestly have no idea what Order 67 was supposed to be. Neither do I. But apparently, EO knows. And it broke me. Yeah, I may have broken them. I'm sorry I broke your child. Like I said, I'm just, like, I'm just waiting for someone to look at the chat. Traveler and relative dimensions. Oh, you've literally, you've literally done a T-Rex. Yes, oh, and right. the X stands for xylophone because X always stands for xylophone. Traveling around relativistic dimensions, interstellar regulated environment. Xylophone. Xenomorph works, too. Yeah. The TARDIS opens as Xenomorph hops out. <laughs> Holds up a sonic screwdriver. Hey. I want out of this dimension. <laughs> <laughs> I think so would I. So would I. <laughs> Shall we actually continue? <laughs> yeah. I seem to recall some individuals referring to our 8.30 Saturday game as being too chaotic. I agree. Anyway, um, where me. were we? On the moon. Um, we, I In a would... hangar, looking at a destroyed, well, semi-destroyed uh, giant robot. Yes, you have destroyed um, its ability to use a breath weapon, you have destroyed its ability to fly, and you ripped out its power source, which was probably a good thing because it was powered by an Efridi, as opposed to a fire elemental. Yes. Efridi um, I... do have sapience. I feel oh. like fire elemental would work. Yeah, if we probably are, fire are not. Um, Hang on uh, a second. We're going to have to repair this thing. <laughs> I know. Well, you work on repairs. I, I will assist with anything arc. You do the, you do the cool. stuff. You figure out how to get us a uh, actual fire elemental and not an afraid. And Chroma Hands can track the power source. The, the power source that currently has an Afridi in it. Yep. <laughs> What's up, Ellie? I remember a story that I heard. Okay. About a volcano around okay. a city that was called Banana. Okay. As soon as Neri starts talking about a story that she heard, several kobolds come over and sit crisscross applesauce in front of her. Possibly including Chroma. JR attempts to sit, but it's very <laughs> awkward because he, they don't have their chair. It was a volcano where there were a lot of fire elementals and a dragon that was missing an eye. I feel like his or had like an artificial eye. I feel like she's describing Ashenville. <clears throat> but there were many, many fire elementals there. And if we needed to capture some, that might be a place to do it. Ooh, ooh, I still have my skunk cage from when I was a kobold inventor. I, I might have to wash it a bit. I don't think a skunk cage is going to capture an element. You sure? It's kind of big. Pretty sure. Wait, is an elemental bigger or smaller than a bread box? Much bigger. Okay. Is a bread box bigger or smaller than a skunk cage? Smaller. Smaller. Also, I, the player, want to know of anyone who can successfully clean a skunk cage. No, no one real. Like, precipitation might do it, but other than that, nothing real. Presentation and or a sixth level fireball. Sorry, I I discovered this weekend that not only had skunk died across the fence from my property, but a second skunk had died at the back half of my property. Oh no! 
Please do not cast fireball on your property. I forget if it's tomato juice or paste, but that works if you get it on yourself or your clothes, but for clothes and anything else, staining might be a problem. Well, well, the problem is it's it's not so much clothes and myself as my garage and stagnant air. There is not enough tomato juice. There is not enough tomato juice in the world. So... For our listener base, if you have suggestions for Ellie for how to get out skunk smell, this is going live months after we've recorded it, but it will probably still be relevant. Right. (laughs) Oh, yeah, that's the other problem, Beth, is is one of the dogs lives in the garage. So, (laughs) yeah. Stinky dog, oh no. At some point this month, I've got to take him to the vet. Oh, dear. Anyway. I um, fire elemental. I bet we can capture a bunch of fire elementals if we go down to that volcano. Does anyone here actually know how to capture fire elementals? Because does the wizard know? Well, the contraption that was created to be the power source. I rolled has, a twenty-three on Arcana. Has a button on the side of it that you point towards the elemental. You press the oh, button. The elemental has white, to make a isn't save. It? Imagine, if you will. The archaic movie that most of you are far too young to ever remember, I'm sure, called Ghostbusters. All right, okay. So let's uh, Pokemon more. Yeah, I was thinking Pokemon. I was thinking Pokemon, yeah. <laughs> no, no. Please do not throw the elemental container at the elemental. <laughs> it doesn't work let's that way. The elemental container under okay, the but, elemental. Okay, let's elemental find the place to go let the Afridi out. Yeah, Just we need to don't do that. Cross the streams. Um Because if you go in your volcano there'll be lava streams. Where are we going to release an Afriti? The we middle of the ocean? Not I on suggest the we don't. I Oh, somewhere in space. The space elf ship? If I might make oh, a suggestion. There's a significant yeah. number of cloud giants that might be cold on the surface of the moon. That's true. I we should have warm banishment, but I don't have it prepared. So we could just release it and I could banish it tomorrow and it would just go home. Oh, no. I think I I agree with JR. I think we should help those poor cloud giants warm up. Do we have a sufficiently large enough trebuchet? Uh, On one of the angel ships, I'm certain we do. I would feel I a mean, little bad for I, the Afridi not sending it home. Well, I could also... So if we do the cloud giants thing, for doing it, it's in, I could just Bigby's hand it over and it could chuck it potentially. That would work. And, and as far as sending it home is concerned, I'm pretty sure that even if the cloud giants beat it into submission, it'll just go home after that. I'm going to say gonna with, with with the very high Arcana check that was just recently rolled, uh, you are aware that a Freedy on their home plane. Are slave owners. Oh, oh. Okay. I don't feel okay, bad yeah. anymore. I don't feel bad. You want me to drop it from hand orbit? Thing? It's the only way to be sure. Yeah, let's model it. Okay, <clears throat> I can beg his hand and then eat it if needs uh, uh, if that's what we want to do. You you can do that on your way to the surface. Bigby's cool. chucking hand. Bigby's eat. Bigby's eat. Bigby's eating hand. Yes. All right. So you. Borrow one of the angel ships because the Red Star is currently in the shop over there and and over there. And there's a few pieces over there. 
And those pieces have been made into a sculpture of some kind. Oh, my baby. And and those pieces over there have been made into a coffee table. It's actually kind of nice. Rather avant-garde. Uh, it's a little concerning that the parts that were made into the coffee table were actually the mandibles of the Red Star. So it's a, it's a little disturbing that you got to sit between them. That's, that's, that's a little uh-huh. off-putting. But never mind about that. Anyway, you borrow an angel ship, do a, a flyover, and... Give me a dexterity roll for yeeting purposes. Can I use the, the hand's strength? Because that's a plus eight. <laughs> um, you know what? Sure. Yay! Uh, okay, so I'll just roll a d20. 28 total natural 20. <laughs> so wow. if you've ever seen a Coyote and Roadrunner cartoon... Yes. The cloud giant holds up a sign that says, yipes. <laughs> so you, you see this little poof of a donut of smoke as it impacts from, from the height you were at. It clearly hit um, maximum velocity. And then nice. suddenly there's a nice, warm, glowing, warming glow. Hooray, they get to be warm. From That's this distance, you cannot ever... hear what's going on down there. That is the first time I've ever used Begbie's hand to just yeet something. <laughs> Begbie's hand is well done. Great. Now, none well, of you has any that. illusions as to whether or not, in the long run, this is going to cause any lasting harm to the cloud giants. It's not going to, but yeah, no. it's annoying. It's really funny. It's annoying. It's funny for us, and it gets rid of the every year. Yes. The slavers are fighting each other. And now both sides are on fire. One yeah, side enjoys one that more than the other. Zeely likes this. Is possible, theoretically, that Zeely has occasionally been wandering by and checking a fireball out the cloud giants just to keep them on their toes before teleporting out? Okay. So before we go and try and get a fire elemental, should we repair what was damaged first? Oh, you've got people for that. We've got people for that. Fair enough. Yeah, the the engineers at the the hangar. It's nice to have people. Yeah, Foreman Chroma are, has given them a task. Yeah, the engineers of the hangar are far more capable than we are. <coughs> <coughs> yeah, yeah, sure, sure. Uh, let, let's let's go with that. Let's, let's you, say you that's have you you've forgotten every time I've ever role played a kobold. Right. Apparently. The there's like one kobold the I haven't... But look, there's, there's two kobolds I have not portrayed as um, crucially inept in certain areas. And one of them, you all talked about killing immediately upon their introduction. <laughs> the other one turned out to not be a kobold, but in fact be a red dragon. The engineers in the hangar have much less important things to do. And also, they have artificer levels. And also, the last time you entrusted a kobold to entrap an elemental, they found an Afridi. Yeah. Which is impressive, but also inconvenient. Terrifying. And slightly terrifying, let's be honest. And then ask for a soul gem. Yeah, that that was the more terrifying part. (laughs) You might want to find them and have a conversation later. But never mind, because right now you are in space, heading to Circulus. And now you're back from outer space. And you are... Rapidly approaching a hurricane. Oh, Let's go right. back into space. 
Yeah, I mean, you're pretty um, sure you. It, the last time you saw the country of what did you call it? Banana. I think you called it banana. The last time you saw banana, it was around here somewhere. Does anyone remember where banana was? I think it was a republic. <laughs> Has anyone seen the Republic of Banana? There are days where I regret knowing you. <laughs> We're friends, and you know it, and you appreciate it. <laughs> I made you a, an emoji of a flaming dagger so you could cut people and set them on fire at the same time. You also made me a burning tree. I also made you a burning tree. All right. Well, there's a hurricane over Banana. So there's another city I know of nearby. I th- it's called Pebble Beach, I think. Something about sand and stones. Oh, that's anyway. nowhere near the volcano. That's actually not very close. Oh, I, I actually really thought it was. Um... If you're looking at the entire continent, yes, it's closer to that than Skelvar is. To be fair, we might be looking at the entire continent. Yeah, I was going to say, we're we're coming out from space. Yeah, this, so. uh, there was a point where you were, in fact, looking at the entire continent, except for the parts that are covered by that hurricane over there. And um, that hurricane over there, there's two of them. Hmm. That's terrifying. So you let's see that every day. Or... Um, also, that second hurricane is rather far south. You usually don't see a hurricane that far south. That looks like it's hitting Skelvar. Well, I don't know what that's all about. But, yeah, let's go to Pebble Beach. Okay. You go to what you believe is Pebble Beach. I like that these are the names we're using. <laughs> and as you approach, uh, it, it is rainy, it is windy, but it's not you are in the middle of a hurricane, rainy, rainy and windy. It is only windy enough that, say, a being that is, when we're looking size ca- at size categories, small, would be at risk of wildly blowing on the wind. Oh, no. GR hands each of you a piece of rope. Oh. Was this a bad idea? Should we take off again? I mean, I can turn into a gorilla. And to be fair, I'm not saying the... And yes, you can use the GIF now because I said to be fair. To be fair... The wind is not such that as soon as you step off the angel ship, you're definitely going to blow away. It's just that it's kind of strong. JR okay. will probably not be affected much, but JR is rather dense. We don't hold that against you. wearing half plate you... and also a jetpack and also probably some not insignificant portion of a machine shop. A being that appears to be part angel and carrying an armory just gives you a thumbs up and approves. This is not true. That's not canon. You're not in the same place. <laughs> also, it's the same player. Yeah. Well, if anyone knows of anywhere else we could go, I'm willing to take suggestions. Otherwise, I'm going to turn into a gorilla and me and JR are going to try to anchor the rest of you. There's always Meepo's farm for right now. I mean, that is where the Circle of Tales is based. Should we head to Meepo's farm? I'm happy to do it. Do it. There aren't elementals there, but... We Multiple can, high level spellcasters. We can figure out what's going on what's going on with the hurricanes and try and dispel them if possible, given the multiple high level spellcasters. Also I mean, if I you did turn six recently, I could ask mom for a fire elemental. I was going to suggest plane shift just to the elemental planes, but I keep forgetting they're closed. <laughs> yeah. There, there, there's yeah, we, there's a handwritten there. sign. In front of the gates to the elemental planes. Sorry, we're closed. 
for renovations. Keep forgetting that they're all locked off. Oh, Actually, now that might be a problem for getting an elemental if we don't go someplace where there are already elementals. Yep. Well, that's Actually, why they would be willing to let you in, but you got to spend two weeks in quarantine first. Yeah, I mean that's fair. That's mm, fair. Yeah. Also, uh, a former member of your party, one Snacks the Cobalt, you remember had a fondness for summoning elementals. Poor Snacks. It's true. Well, Snacks is fine. Snacks is fine. Snacks but is he, probably back with Aristobulus. Who happens to live in Coombridge, where the Circle I mean, of Tales is based. I can't... As I, know, farm. I know Snacks. I could scry on him to confirm the location. Well, let's, let's head to Meepo's farm, and then... All we gotta do, you don't have to waste a spell slot. All we gotta do is walk there. And Kendrick, okay. I, w- I would say that you definitely know where Aristobulus's um, Sanctum Sanctorum happens to be. No, I just mean to confirm that he, that's where they are. But you also know that considering how much Aristobulus values his privacy, that Sanctum Sanctorum is still heavily warded against scrying. Oh, yeah, you can attempt this. I will let you attempt it. But your character knows better at this point. It's better, honestly, yeah. to just show up and knock on the door. Actually, knock on the door. You've got a key. Let's do that. Yeah, then. I can literally put a circle down and get us there like instantly. Might want to land the ship first. Yeah, but, yeah, let's 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 take the ship because, again, spell slots. No, I know. I was just saying to Iron said. Yeah, I literally have a key. <laughs> All right. So we're headed to Groomridge. Okay, where do you park the ship? We should park not, the ship at the farm. Not on top of the sheep. But not on top of the sheep. Okay, you successfully park the ship, not on the sheep. <laughs> I was, I, I had planned to find a place that was meadow and not field. I was okay. hoping we'd land on top of the building itself. Just find a flat spot and turn it into a helipad. Well, there are, there. There aren't any buildings at Meepo's farm that look like they are sturdy enough to sustain the weight of an angel ship. I mean, they're sturdy, but they're not extraterrestrial spaceship sturdy. Please tell me it's not at this point. What's that? Uh, please tell me it's not snow covered at this point. No, it's not snow covered at this point. Okay. Uh, and there are also plenty of fields that are laying fallow right now because, well. It is called Meepo's Farm, but wouldn't you know it, most kobolds don't take to farming on the surface. Subterranean farming, different story. Mushroom. Lots of mushrooms. So there's plenty of parking spaces available for you. I decided not to be extra and say that you park in the middle of the sheep races area. So the sheep have to run around your ship. We're not doing that. And because... This is a Mario Kart course. No, you were. If you parked in a Mario Kart course, I would definitely be saying you parked on Rainbow Road. <laughs> Just because. Everyone swerves to avoid you and goes off into the void. Oops. Oh, that was a wonderful GIF you found, Cindy. <laughs> <laughs> this is that driver's life now. <laughs> You're never going to get anywhere. Um, I-, I wonder who will be able to listen to this recording and know exactly what GIF I'm talking about based on our previous conversation. Uh, but with that said, because you happen to have a spellcaster with you who has teleportation available and happens to know the coordinates to the teleportation circle that is in Aristobulus's base of operations, after you park the ship, one six-second spellcast later, you are in Aristobulus's Sanctum Sanctorum. 
some minute to cast this. Hello. Okay, so you spend a minute, but otherwise my statement remains true. Yeah. Hello? Hello? I cannot do the same voice that um, Matt does for snacks, but... Yeah, understandably. Pretend this is accurate. That's, that's fine. Hi, snacks. Hello. What brings you here? Hello. We have a weird request. We need a fire elemental. Actually, we probably need any kind of elemental, as long as it's not another Afreet. Just a normal, standard element. There is probably a very long story with a lot of side roads that yes. will lead up to this. We're building a giant robot and it needs a power source. And someone got an Afreet somehow. Which we still have to question that person about. <laughs> but we dropped the Afreet on the cloud giants, so it's okay. Oh yeah, there are cloud giants now. Which is there not many, okay. There were many, many terrible ideas in the sequence. And I have a feeling we're making more questions than answering. Yes. You do recall but, uh, that I adventured with you for a while. Cloud giants and elves. We need to capture a fire elemental. But that's... Right. By the way, while you were going through all the various things that happened, Snacks blinks once. Just once. Right. So... I've been cautioned against summoning elementals inside the house. Uh, do you have a method for, shall we say, having it not run amok? I I'm fairly certain we have, we have a containment. I hold Wonderful. up the elemental container. <laughs> and it and, doesn't have an afraid in it anymore. And, and we will do a fade out and fade in. And now you've successfully explained all the ins and outs, so we, <laughs> we don't have to spend half an hour going over that. Wow, that and makes perfect sense. I understand all of it. Now, Neary knows that the cities are called Plantain and Standstone? Well, I didn't go that far. <laughs> <laughs> so that explains everything, except for the part where sheep's bladders are used to prevent earthquakes. That's a little unusual, but that's not really my area of expertise. Anyway, let's head outside so we can do this thing. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you head outside. And Snack says, get ready. I will do my best to control it while you do your thing. And Snacks, I'm ready to press the button. Snacks conjures a fire elemental. I press the button. <laughs> okay. That means I need to make a saving throw. Well, not me personally, but you get the idea. As luck would have it, I have the fire elemental stats right here, which might be why Snacks specifically chose fire elemental. Also, I think we laid with fire elemental. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we, we can. So, um, Crash, would you accept a 15? No, I would not. Oh, oh. Why are there fireworks going on here? Was that a good O or a bad O? That was it's a bad hard to O. Tell you. Like, are we about to fight this thing? Uh, well, I've got good news for you. It's only a fire elemental, not an Afridi. Oh, can I press it again? <laughs> Just keep pressing it until it works. Uh, we most certainly can. And to save time, because we have been playing for almost two hours, I'm going to just say we're using the same initiative rolls we did last time. Oh, okay. Uh, so, Neri, you're going first with a 30. The Fire Elemental already had initiative rolls from the previous thing. The Fire Elemental roars and looks very angry at you. But it's not its turn, so it can't actually do anything. Can I have had a short rest since the last... Um, that we well, were in? You've kind of been flying all over the planet, or at least halfway across the continent. Yeah, true. I, um, all right, if you, ha- I, if you haven't already I, done it, Jr. Did I forget if I finished saying this or not? I tried to start saying it several times. GR did lay on hands for you for 15 hit points. Oh, okay. I'm not going to argue with that. Um, is Snacks within five feet of the 
Fire elemental? Uh, no, Snacks summoned it from a safe distance, but Snacks is on the other side of the elemental from the rest of you. Okay, so I don't have pack tactics. I mean, everyone else is right next to you. Yeah, but they're not right next to the fire elemental. Oh, well, this is I true. could go up to the fire elemental if you want. Uh, no, because then I lose everything except my action. Also, this is Neri we're talking about. Neri doesn't really need advantage. Uh, I am try. going to use my bonus action to cast uh, Hunter's Mark, and then I am going to make two dagger attacks. Which aren't really daggers? Which, which, no, they're actually short bow attacks. Okay, that's what I thought. Because I'm using the same combat tracker, the mech is still on Gosh, here. And 11 just misses, actually. And I rolled 11. a both times? You cut off, but it sounded like you said you rolled a two. Both times. Ouch. Okay, so, so Neri throws daggers a bit wider than usual. It's it's because, you know how fire has an edge to it that's sort of wavery? So where you threw the dagger, the fire was there for a little while, but then it wasn't when it counted. I shoot, both, I shoot arrows on both sides of its head. And they... Just to let it know that... They were warning shots. Yeah. But because Snacks was on the other side of the fire elemental, you have also successfully framed Snacks. Oh, so Snacks is, I'm pretty sure, familiar <laughs> with my yes. attack. Yes, strategy. he is. But All right, who next... could successfully keep him in jail? Snacks I see what is... you did there. <laughs> and I approve. <laughs> because he's framed. Yes. Next is the mech's turn. Well, it still doesn't have a power core, so it does absolutely nothing on the moon. Next is Chroma's turn. We're sailors on the moon. We carry a harpoon. Um, wait, why are we in the... Why are we in initiative? Because the fire elemental broke free fire of Snacks' control. broke free of the thing, yeah. Oh. Um, I cast Sanctuary on Kendrex. Oh, that's a bonus action. I also, um, summon my healing turret. What does Sanctuary do? Makes it harder to attack you. Oh. Which is yeah. a really good idea because you're the one with the device that we're trying to use to end the combat altogether. Well, aren't you just lovely? <laughs> my my recollection, and I'm not 100% sure this is true, is that it has to roll disadvantage, disadvantage if it attacks you. Okay, and because you're healing turret... No, not, not disadvantage. To attack, it needs to make a wisdom save. Right. Oh, okay, that's what it was. Oh, I, I fought a creature like this in our all-Modron game, and it was so annoying. It cast what the equivalent of Sanctuary on itself. Oh, that was tough. Um, yes. Any and creature who targets the warded creature with an attack or harmful spell must first make a wisdom saving throw. On a failed save, the creature must choose a new target or lose the attack or spell. And because the you, healing turret... Sorry. You... Uh, Kendrix isn't attacked from, isn't protected from area attacks. And because the healing turret is in fact something that apparently played in a lot of MMOs, it is very grumpy all the time. What, somebody's standing in the fire again? But, okay, that's a lot of fire. No one's standing in it. I approve. Carry on. <laughs> Kendrix, it's your turn. I press the button. Okay, I'm going to make another saving throw. Press button. Much ado about nothing. After all that, there is a vacuum cleaner sound, and you have the opposite of a flamethrower. <laughs> Elon Excellent. Musk will approve. 
<sighs> that worked. Yay! Yes. Uh, well, that mostly worked. I was I was a little bit concerned there for a little bit. Well, it's clearly its defenses were a little more powerful than it. Okay. Well, you have your imprisoned fire elemental. Let me know how the giant robot works out. We will. Yay. Thank you. Okay. Thank um, you. Question: Do we yes. want me to get Roma and I up to the moon quickly so we can deal with this? Because I can do that. No, let's <laughs> only two. It's just a long walk. Well, there's still a ship. <laughs> I don't want to just abandon a ship. Oh right, yeah. I mean, let's all go up. It's a long. I mean, Kendricks is a time wizard. You could be there yesterday. You I were there. But I already yesterday. was there <laughs> yesterday. I think, by the way, I actually do get stuff like that later on. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that far back in time, but you go back in time to to yesterday and say, there's no time to explain. Don't turn on the giant robot. What am I? Oh, no. Kendrick Hi. went back yesterday and provided the Ifrit. So who provided the soul gem? Nobody. The kobold was asking for one. Hmm. Clearly. That's anyway. their story, and they're sticking to it, if you can find them again. Anyway, I think that's where we're going to end it. Next week, we might have more giant robots built that hopefully will not run amok. By the way, in my homebrew rules, when I was creating the stat block for the thing you were fighting, run amok is one of its abilities. <laughs> Potentially, we will not have combat that doesn't end prematurely. Possibly. Uh, but with that said, thank you everyone for listening. Thank you everyone for playing. I have been crashed tonight. We were joined by a bunch of awesome people, including Chris, Ellie, Eo, Cindy. Archbeth was hanging out in chat. Who wants to plug some things? My mom writes books. You can find them at elizabeth-mccoy.com. I do a fortnightly podcast about video games and all things nerd culture. Uh, you can find us as rlctc.com. I have made a game that you might enjoy. It's at mischievous.itch.io slash bebold. And mischievous is spelled M-I-S-C-H-I-E-V-E-S-S. And bebold is B-E-E-B-O-L-D. That sounds like it might be a kobold that is interested in beekeeping. It certainly is. <laughs> and we have a Patreon. Patreon.com slash Gaming. Help us keep the lights on because servers and uh, internet addresses cost money. You can join our other illustrious patrons, including Chris, Cindy, Ellie, Eric, Janadalock, Mickey, Shanshan, and Walter. And until next time, this is Crash saying, they put an Afridi in a 15-foot-tall mechanical... <laughs> Gorilla? Good night, everybody. It's not a gorilla. Well, parts of it resemble a gorilla. If nothing else, it's got an octopus beak on its knee. Well, for now. Yeah, we're going to have to take that off. I mean, it was useful for JR to climb up it, but it was useful for JR to climb up it. So kind of a combat <laughs> vulnerability. Yeah, it, it's a prototype. So gorillas typically don't have octopus beaks. There's At a lot of this robot that shouldn't be part of this robot. I mean, there's one button in the control panel that when you press it, the chess piece opens up and a T-set comes out. Now, now that's a vital feature. A wizard, if a wizard had come up with an Octorilla, 
I wouldn't complain about it. But you'd have I'm, to talk to first edition wizards. I'm going to put the coffee or paste in the tea set. Oh no. <laughs> that would be the robot that somebody took three points in speed increase. <laughs> That's not not just three points in speed increase. That's six points in screeding the speed increase. Well, if if you take three points in speed increase and then you buy flight for another three points, that is that's very fast. But but also can't attack. On the I, other hand, if you put all six points in speed increase, you're pretty much flying anyway. Just very low to the ground. And you know what? By the time this goes live for the public and not just Patreon listeners, I'm probably going to have the rule set for adding mechs to Dungeons & Dragons up on my Itch.io page for free download. Well, there you go. Or pay what you want, which could be free. Uh, But with that said, good night, everyone. We'll see you possibly next week. Have fun. Good night. Bye. Good night.